Welcome to Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest episode of the Wrestling Index Podcast. As always, your boy TK in the house. And if you're watching right here live on YouTube, then you could see I'm not alone. I got Big D Brett back in the house with me. And Brett, I want to ask you first and foremost, how do you feel about the nickname Big Dick Brett? Is that something that you want to stay around or uh, or do you want that to go away? I mean, who would be upset with that? So, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm great with it, buddy. All right. All right. Good. Especially when you're packing a hog like you're packing. Yeah. When you got a, when you got a big old dripping hog like I've got. Oh, shit, dude. Welcome back to the show. Second time we did it last week. We said we're coming back this week. It's Tuesday night. WWE yep. NXT just wrapped up. We got a lot to talk about. Um, really quick, some housekeeping. The Wrestling Index podcast you can find right here on Floor Slappers YouTube, Visionary Globals Media on SoundCloud, and FloorSlapperSports.com. Brett from the Brainbuster Boys. You can find them as well on Visionary Global Media. And Brett's going to be joining us a lot more. We just ripped a league episode. I think it was Saturday night. We got hammered. It was like five and a half hours. You can find that right here on the YouTube. We had a little discussion, little argument regarding what a real world champion is. So I'd go and check that out. And that's where Brett's name is referenced. That Claudio is a real world champ. We will not not get into that now. (laughs) Because even right before you hit live, we started to get into it. And uh, some blood was boiling. But uh yeah, I don't know. Probably somewhere around the four-hour mark. <laughs> yeah, man, it was it was good. It wasn't heated by any means, but it was a real good discussion. I, don't, man. I was pretty heated, but I was also. You were. I think um, I was get. I think from what I recollect, because I was very drunk as well. I remember the guys were like, "Oh, you're getting red. You're getting red." And I'm like, "Fuck you! I'm always red, man." <laughs> it was great though. <laughs> yeah, good conversation. A uh, gr- great time. And here tonight, we got a bunch on the docket. Johnny Gargano is back, and I'm like, I was always a huge Rebel Heart fan, huge Johnny Gargano Same. fan. He's awesome. So I'm, I want to get your perspective on that. Rob banged hard last night. I know you just caught some. Of I it. watched some. Yeah, how about that? First Fucking time I've watched huge. Raw, any part of Raw, and shit, many, many, many months. I'd say. Uh, yeah, probably watched like a couple matches, few segments. Yeah, definitely enjoyed it. And as I said on Friday, once all these tournaments and I can get caught up on everything, I'll, you know, I'll definitely be watching uh, a lot more because it is good. Good, yeah. Fi- you gotta- finally, you know, finally. like this is someone who walked away four years ago. Like this is what I've wanted. It's like they have all the talent in the world. So let's just use it right and present them right. And shit, from what little bit I've seen, it's been uh, night and day from uh, old Vinny Mac. It's been one month of zero rematches <laughs> under. Yeah, Triple how H. about it's that? Yeah, fucking incredible, dude. There's been way less DQ and countout finishes. The ones that are happened have made a lot of sense, like the KO McIntyre ending, and then the Miz yeah. being abducted by Dexter Loomis last night, which was just a cool fucking way to end the match. Yeah. But Gargano's return, we'll talk about Raw, and then um, Stardom in, in New Japan, they, they have their combo show coming up really soon. They have released a tournament bracket for the IWGP Women's Championship, so I, I want to get your perspective on that, your take, and then I want you just to kind of fill in the people here on Stardom a little bit, and myself yeah. included, because I don't really know too much. I've always heard of Julia, and I think Sarai, Siri, um, Shuri, Shuri, Shuri. Shuri. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. There you she's go. See, the that... current 
She's the current champ. And that's how uneducated I am. Champion. <laughs> yep, yep. And yeah. then and I then, know Kyrie Sane's back over there, right? Yeah, she was actually supposed to be it challenging for like the second title, which is the Wonder of Stardom. It's World of Stardom and Wonder of Stardom, but she had COVID. Uh, there was a show like it was just this Sunday, so she had to drop out. But yeah, she's only had probably like four or five matches since coming back, and she's not in the five star Grand Prix. But yeah, it's been great to see her back on her home, back on her home turf, and uh, I'm sure more to come from her as well. Awesome, dude. Yeah, and we'll talk about all of that. But like I said, let's get into fucking Raw. Johnny Gargano. Let's do it. Dude, yeah. that was a, I don't know about you, but it was a huge surprise for me. Well, it wasn't because my fucking phone, it got spoiled for me. Um, yeah. Across Johnny Gargano returned. Come on. It's so Why? hard these days. If you're not watching something live, it's so hard these days. And the sad so. thing was I was about 22 minutes behind. So it wasn't like I wasn't even Oh, live. that's like, I was yeah. like, right. I started an hour and 10 minutes into the show. I had to catch up on the 90-day fiance tell-all with my wife. <laughs> Let me tell you. Yeah, that was banging, dude. That tell-all two-parter was good. All right, yeah. good. But um, I was a little bit behind, but I was getting caught up. And then across my phone, Johnny Gargano returned. And I was like, all right, maybe this guy's fucking around. And someone's like, Tim King, did you see this shit? I'm like, oh, yeah. fuck. Oh, all right. All right. But yeah. still got me even more excited. I kind of fast forward a little bit through the AJ Styles Champa tag team match after after like the Miz part, because then they like still like beat up Champa a little bit, which is weird because I yeah. wanted to get to Gargano. And dude, that pop was fucking hot organic his um his speech his promo was fucking organic it didn't feel scripted it felt real from the heart because it wasn't you know yeah. like we know that now and um yeah the pop was great but it was all did you notice it was a bit delayed so like first they came like right out of a commercial into it and you hear his music and it like cut to the crowd and there was like a two three seconds before like everyone's like oh fuck it's really him and like you see his name come up because it had been so long and it was so just out of the blue on this show um you know i'd certainly heard about it last night before watching today but yeah i mean this motherfucker, the run that he had, you know, I don't shut up about 2018 wrestling, but really 2018-19 in NXT is some of the best shit in the last few years for sure. Like, he was unbelievable. Obviously, the the trio of matches with Champa, the Adam Cole series, you know, people forget he had awesome takeover matches with the likes of Ricochet, Aleister Black, even good old Velveteen Dream before he became a big creep. But um, yeah, uh, I would, and if, just from a pure babyface standpoint, like best babyface in the world at that point, I think. And, you know, I thought when they turned him heel, it was good. It was something different, but he's best in this babyface role. And uh, yeah, what a, what a way to bring him back. I thought it was all just awesome. Yeah, bro. It was it was so hot. And it was like, what are they going to do with him? Because when he left, he was a heel down there with the way. Well, actually, he was back to being a face again. Well, yeah, it kind of turned. It was, yeah. yeah, it was in the middle before he went away. And then obviously he went away to have the kid. Austin Theory coming out or Theory coming out was the perfect foil perfect. for him right away. Yes. And then him throwing that super kick like, boom, there's your there's your first feud. You knew it was coming, too, when yeah. he's like, hit me with the high five. Hit me with it. Yeah, that was that was well done. Yeah, and, and you you were right. Back in the 2018, early 2019, I believe, he was one of the hottest baby faces in the company. Very reminiscent of Daniel Bryan's run back in the WrestleMania 30 area, era and uh, 
like very similar to Kofi Mania as well. So you, it's nice when you get that organic pop. I mean, and, that, um, that Andrade match he had, oh, TakeOver yeah. Philly, beginning of 2018, I think. Like that's when like, we talked about Okada Osprey being an all-timer, like that's the level I'm talking about. Like I've got that somewhere around like 20 to 25 all-time. So uh, yeah, Gargano was fucking unreal then. And yeah, he's got a ready-made program with Theory. Perhaps he can challenge for the briefcase. I don't know. But obviously beyond that, you know DIY at some point is going to get back together. So, uh, yeah, this is uh, it's going to be exciting. And, you know, as a big AEW fan as I've been, I think he's where he belongs. And I like yes. that in the promo where he's like, you know, I thought about, you know, maybe going somewhere else or not coming back at all. But, you know, I had these dreams of being because, of course, all these you know, people grew up watching WWE and not AEW. And it's like, those are still real dreams for them, like Cody. So it's like, I totally get it. And, you know, doesn't mean he may not be an AEW one day, but probably not at this point because Triple H is his boy. But uh, yeah, I love it. And uh, I'm excited to see him. And I'll say it again. I'm excited to keep watching main roster WWE. It's crazy. I don't know what, what world we're living in these days, but here we are. It's a world. It, it's a it's a world to think about what could have happened if Vince had gone away four years ago. Where would AEW yeah. have been? And I don't know. I think we hit on this. We might have hit on this in our last show, but I think it the world of professional wrestling. And I'm glad AEW is around. Obviously, I love AEW. You love AEW. I'm glad it's around. But if this had happened four or five years ago, I, I think I don't think AEW even exists. In all honesty, you're it's probably a, right. I mean, because he'd already been doing NXT. UK there was plans of NXT Japan if you recall back then so it's like it was going to kind of become WWE regional around the world I think and like it's great that AEW exists and uh I'll be curious to see what happens with them because you know despite all the backstage bullshit that we talked about and who knows what's real and what's not WWE's got more momentum than they've had in god knows how long and especially in this quote-unquote war you know, I feel like AEW, yeah, but AEW because it is it was new and fresh and whatever, like was more exciting. Now it's like the honeymoon is over, and WWE is really going to start kicking your ass. And yeah, it's they're not legitimate competition, but I think it's hopefully going to push TK and that product, not you, and that uh, to be yo. Trust it me, it should be I, you. It should be you. If, if I had that pencil, I think we'd be I talking know. about a different product. But that that fucking roster, dude. And, yeah. uh, no, couple, I think I think AEW is going. AEW is going to get better as a result. Like yeah. all this backstage bullshit, it's going to get settled. I hope. Uh, all out's gonna be fucking awesome. Tomorrow night's gonna be fucking awesome. I can't wait and, for tomorrow night. Well, so, oh yeah, yeah. I, I forgot to uh, say that, but yeah, we'll talk about that down the road here. I can't fucking wait for tomorrow night. But yeah, a couple of comments. Bishop, shit, finally found you guys. Thought you were live on the UW Pod. This is the UW Pod. We are all the <laughs> UW Pod. Justin, cheers. What's up, brother? Cheers. Uh, smacking a raw Just- ritter. Look at these two beautiful people, and let's go, baby. What's up, baby? What's up? What's up? There's water for me tonight. Yeah, this is only my second one. I knew I was coming on with you, so I was like, I'm going to have a couple. But I went to that concert last night, too, so I had, you know, six or seven last night and slept in today. So I'm like, you know what? I'll just smoke and have some water. 
Yeah, there you go. There you go. That's good. But really quick, back to Johnny Gargano before we move on. I know you said he could potentially challenge Theory for the briefcase. I would actually be all right with it only if he challenges Theory and loses. I don't need Gargano. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I don't need him getting – and that, like, builds that underdog babyface story even more. Yeah. I, I don't need him taking that that briefcase from Theory yet. I don't need him thrust into a world world championship um, picture anytime soon. And it's not because I don't think he is ready. I think it's just because, like he said, he wants to do all these things. Be an Intercontinental yeah. Champion. Be a fucking... How about- eventually, get back with Ciampa and fucking be a tag team champion on the main roster. And then eventually, you can even have that feud on the main roster. He can be a world champion on the line. Like, what do you do with him? Yep. How about this? Have him beat Theory initially and then put up... Then he says, now put up the briefcase and then loses. You know? Because, like, you at least get that come up and so he wins his first match against his old mentee, so to speak, and then put it up. Cause I mean, who doesn't like a match with stakes, you know, oh, like put up, the bri- put, up, <laughs> put up the briefcase <laughs> and then have theory, get a dastardly win there and then kind of move on. But uh, yeah, agreed. yeah, a- absolutely. Oh, on NXT. Oh yeah. They got the pillow fight. I turned it off cause I didn't want to get distracted or is that what it is? I don't, I don't know the pillow fight between Wendy Chu and uh, Tiffany Stratton at the main event. NXT was banging tonight too, man. They got the World's Collide show. That show is I mean, be I'll fucking be a, awesome. Yeah, I'm a yeah. big Tyler Bate guy, so uh, yeah, yeah, you got Tyler Bate that. and, and, and Brian Breaker. I agree, I agree. And then you got there was a debut on NXT tonight. I don't from I don't want to spoil it, but uh, Miko Satomura made her debut. I guess I spoiled it. Fuck it. Yeah, uh, I saw your comment on the yeah. thread, so that's tight. Yeah, she'll be taking on our lights out match. It's called Thank You Ritter. So it's a lights out match. What I call it, a pillow fight. That's because she always got the bud, the pillows with the balls and shit in there. Ritter says really good match. I'm sure it is. NXT was killer against tonight. Worlds Collide is going to be awesome. You're going to have Miko versus Mandy versus Blair Davenport for the nice. for the um to to unify both of the belts. It looks like you're going to have the Creed Brothers versus uh, Briggs and Jensen. So that'll be good too. So, so yeah, some, some good stuff, some good stuff. <laughs> Make me sad no more. <laughs> but, yeah, man, Gargano, very excited. Really, really good stuff to, um, planned, I think, for him with Triple H. That pop was fucking amazing, and it's good to see organic pops like that. You don't need the, the dropped-in crowd noise when you're going to get organic pops like that. And keep it coming. What You said you watched a little bit of Raw. What, what else did you like? Yeah, um, like, so what I else watched- did you see? Yeah, the op- just kind of the opening segment of Rollins and Riddle brawling. I thought that was a cool way to open the show. You know, it's like it cut to the ring, and then all of a sudden you see the cameraman starting to run, and then you get to his camera. And bo- I thought that was really cool uh, for someone who used to fucking work for a video company. That was very well done. Um, and so I thought that was cool. Different way to open the show. Um, I watched KO and Gable, which was excellent. Oh, I mean, God. Chad Gable's a guy who he was one of the poster boys of being misused for the last or not used for the last several years. I mean, he'd gotten a bit of a run this earlier this year with Alpha Academy, I know. But my God, that motherfucker's so good. And what, 11-minute match? That, that was awesome. Uh, at least four stars for me. Uh, yeah, just give me more KO, give me more Gable. And I went back last week and watched the Seth and McIntyre promo and match. Also fucking awesome. Um, so yeah. And then I watched the Gargano segment, obviously. 
and then the main event between Edge and Priest, which was also excellent. So, um, yeah, again, high marks from everything I watched. And I'm going to set that weekly DVR and uh, be tuning in more and more. Before I know it, I'm sure I'll be watching live in three hours. So, it's again, crazy, not dude. something I would have said, would have thought I would have said even three fucking months ago. It is crazy. Uh, because they make that three hours feel like it's going to, like it go, went by so fast. Like you said the way they started with Seth and Riddle felt old school or even yeah. like, like, like I old, loved it. old school, old school, good, but like in a new school way, because I don't think that they had the production with the cameras. Like, like you said, back in, back in those days. Yeah. That was that just was, such a sweet thing to see the guy running for like a second yeah. and then boom, you're just there. I just loved it. And then for it to stop and then fucking come back around. Yeah. Was yeah. Dope dude. And then, and then they, like, finally started Raw with the yes, whole Trish thing. It's exactly. like, all right, let's reset. Let's collect our breath here. Like, yeah, I thought that ruled. Yeah, that was really cool. And then I thought the Bailey-Trish thing was good. Trish's promo was really whatever. I'd love to see Bailey and Trish together down the road at some oh, point. That's absolutely. a WrestleMania match, SummerSlam match, or really whatever kind of card they want to try to build or whatever it is. I'm, I'm all in on that. I thought the women's tag team match between EO Sky, Dakota Kai, Alexa, and Asuka was really good. Um, I got into it with Vinny a little bit earlier. Vinny hates women's wrestling, so of course Vinny didn't like it. Um, I got I, the only thing I would agree with him on. Um, Oscar strikes weren't exactly there. She was throwing them, but she like missed on like forty two of them. So I, I guess that complaint would be valid. But everything else is awesome. There was this double DDT spot where Bliss hit um, Sky and Kai with the DDT, and the way they to- they both sold it was fucking awesome. And I remember sitting there last night watching the match like three different times during it, saying, "Damn, like." Dakota and EO got it. Like, damn, look at these two move. Like, damn, they got it. Yeah. So I was I was really excited about that. I'm glad that they're moving on to the finals. Then they caught a killer backstage little promo between Finn and Dolph before they went out for their match. Their match see, was that, fire. Did you see that? That was promo? one that if, if I had no, if I had more time, because yeah. that you know was coming up against this recording and could only get right. in so much. But uh that I love both guys, of course. So uh yeah. you know, may go back and watch that still. No, it was, it was really good. It was like 90 seconds, dude, and it was just like them kind of taking jabs at each other. Um, Finn called Dolph Kid, and Dolph's like, like, aren't we the same age and shit? So, and then yeah. I, think he, I think he, like, super kicked him before he left and, like, left Finn on his ass before he went out to the ring and then, like, popped back and was like, are you coming? And, like, I don't know why he would ask him if he was coming. Dolph's music was on, but naturally it was just Dolph being – yeah, right, exactly. But it was, it was cool shit, dude. The match itself was awesome. Then we got we – got, the fucking KO and Gable match, which Sick. I just thought was so that banged so hard. Gable's German suplexes that he was throwing last night, he was just oh, fucking yeah. folding, just chucking him around. Yeah. KO in half, dude. I'm just like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, every time. Gable hit a flying diving headbutt like three quarters yeah. across the ring. I know uh, that was excellent, just perfect yeah. form, perfect. And then I don't know whatever the fuck move KO did. From the top rope, it's it looks like he does that move. It's uh, the neck breaker he does, where he yeah, he does spins. that a, a good amount. I've he, always loved, yeah, it. yeah. And then he, and then he does it into a back breaker from the top rope, and he hit that. There were just a lot of good spots in that match. And Ko was fucking. He had the tape back on his shirt, the Ko tape, like yeah, yeah, back. Like that. that that was cool as fuck to see. Bailey's return match. I thought Bailey looked fucking fantastic last night. Um, in, in ring, she, she was she was fucking great too. <laughs> um, hell yeah i didn't see it but i'm sure yeah yeah no she looked she looked good she looked really good all, all together in ring and 
Bailey always looks great, in my opinion. Um, oh, we got yeah. we got a tag match between AJ and Bobby against Miz and Champa. The match itself was awesome, but better. The cooler part was Dexter they Loomis abducted. Abduct, abducted the Miz. I mean, that was. Did you see that part? I d- I saw like a video of that. Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely down for that. Yeah, that was cool as shit. And then the Johnny Gargano return, and then Edge yep. and Beth Phoenix fucking return. Oh I mean, yeah. It was, oh. And like kind of the a tease of Beth and Rhea at the end as well, you know, like that was yeah. uh, that was pretty cool. Um, maybe a mixed tag match, maybe a singles match. I don't. Know. I think they're. I think. Well, I I don't know. I don't really follow the dirt sheets, but the all the people in these chat rooms are like, it's going to be a six person tag, at either Clash or the next pay per view. It'll be oh uh, with Ray. Yeah, and add Rhea. Yeah. I mean and that'd then- be good. Yeah, I'm down as long as Dominic turns then and then he can go and uh Yeah. He can go and join the Judgment Day and make all of this fucking finally mean something. And actually be Rhea's cuck for real this time. Oh, he'd love that. <laughs> I, I think we all would. Again, except for Vinny. <laughs> yeah. Uh shit. Uh anything else about Raw you want to talk about, man, before we move on? No, it was uh again, everything I saw was great. So uh Kudos, Triple H. Yeah, and again, the show tonight was fucking NXT from what I saw was great. Dexter Loomis showed back up on NXT tonight and uh, kissed in, uh, Indy Hartwell in the ring. Gotta Car- love it. Car- carried her backstage, but then got arrested. So, like, they're going to continue. Because of what he did last night? Probably or... something along. And he wrote her a love letter and said, like, bye, Indy, or something along those lines. Or, like, I Uh-oh. love you. So, like, they're going to continue that, and it's going to be, like, a drama. And I'm really excited about that um, because when I saw him show up and crawl into the ring while she was cutting a promo, I got my goosebumps, dude. I was like, <laughs> I love this shit, dude. Like, this is such a good story. I love how they're cross-branding Raw and NXT. You really, like, you would have seen people on there, but it would be, like, a veteran going down with this new 2.0. This is, like, stories intermingling with each other right you fucking love to see it i i oh, love it absolutely. I, I i can't say a fucking bad thing right now um which is so wild to say but five hours of television the last two days and they fucking kick serious ass yeah insane gotta love it well let's talk about something that you love bro i want you to educate me a little bit dude um yeah. let's, let's talk about stardom briefly you got the new japan is introducing the iwgp women's championship they just announced the title tournament it was in Japanese, so I had no fucking clue what it said. I thought yeah. it actually said, like, competitors' names. I went to the website and tried finding out who. It didn't say anything. But you told me that it's just a, a tournament, right? Like, it's just, it's just listed. Like, no one's actually been announced yeah. yet. Yeah. So I was doing some looking as we were doing this. And, yeah, there's no announcement. It looks like eight competitors. But I thought I saw something that said seven so I don't know. I, I guess more, you know, more details to come. Oh, oh okay. It does say the yeah. tournament will feature eight wrestlers with the finals taking place. So they're calling the event historic X over. Um, and yeah, there you go. Oh, okay. So that is that same show. Hold on, I need to plug my computer in as well. Here is it the same? Uh, is it the same night? This November twentieth. Yes, so that's what I was saying before we came on air. So that's the night that they're going to crown the champion, but they've also announced this match, Shuri and Tom Lawler against Julia and ZSJ, which is fucking awesome. 
And then there's another one with, I believe it's Tanahashi and Utami Hayashishta against Hiroki Goto and Micah. And there was even one more. Um, click again. Okay, yeah. So we're going to split um, the Suzuki Goon faction. So we'll have Taichi and Yoshinobu Kanemaru along with Tam Nakano and Natsboy against El Desperado, Doki, Momo Watanabe, and Starlight Kid. Holy fuck, I like I- that team. I wish Ritter was maybe still here, so he yeah. just be spraying these. He's <laughs> his mind's probably like I don't even know oh, what to yeah. say right now. Just uh, like we were shit. trying to find Matt, um, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure he'll he'll come up with some. So let's take a step back. So they've announced okay. all these matches. So to me, that means none of these what six eight women will even be in this tournament, right? Yeah. So this is the tournament. Is so it looks like. Well, yeah, because the finals is on eleven twenty, which these matches that have been announced Correct. are taking place. Yeah, so you because it looks like only four, um, four women from Stardom, and then four international women. One will yeah. get a bye, and then two others. So, and I mean, take yeah. that for what you will. So that's, I mean, that makes sense then, because like Julia definitely was like one of my top picks to for who could be the first champ because she speaks English as well. And she's just like an awesome rising star there who's never held their world title. So I thought she would have been a great pick for it. Um, you know, some of the others as well. But um, I guess what where do you what do you want to know? What questions do you have? Where do we want to start here? I mean, I'm I'm thrilled about all of this, obviously, as you know, it's just gonna bring more eyes to stardom. I just watched um, an interview earlier today with Matt from the Shining Wizards and this guy, Kieran, who I've followed on Twitter for a while, does a lot of great New Japan stuff on the Bread Club show with Kevin Kelly that was excellent. And Kevin Kelly had said he could see stardom getting a US TV deal before New Japan. Wow. Very interesting. Just because it's so different. It's so unique. Like women's wrestling is kind of on the rise right now. Um, And again, like you've heard me say it, it's that fucking good. So if you can just get more eyeballs on this, which again, that's what this is doing. And it's going to be amazing. But in this match alone is a wet dream. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, I mean, so Julia is actually born in England. So she's an English citizen, even though she is obviously Japanese. So you got those two teaming up, which is great. And then Shuri's definitely more of like an MMA based, like she'll strike the shit out of you. She can submit you. So like her and Lawler as a duo is just so good. And Shuri and Julia used to be part of the same faction, Donna Del Mondo. Shuri broke off and started her own God's Eye. So those two have kind of had like a bit of an eternal rivalry as well. They used to be tag champions. So yeah, uh, okay. this is going to be fucking great. And yeah, they're like Shuri and Julia are definitely two of stardom's tops. So like, so like these two are the cream of the crop. Like when I hear about stardom, these are the two that I hear about constantly. These are the two who just handed Okada and Osprey the flowers when they yeah. just wrestled in the G1 finals. So like these that are the means two, right? For sure. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think clearly having them at the G1 finals, putting them in this match, but again, they're not going to crown them the champion. But like from a star standpoint, yeah, these two. But then beyond that, I mean, Saya Kamatani has had the wonder of stardom championship, which they call the white belt. Uh, Shiri's is the red belt. She's had that all year. 
and just been putting on banger after banger after banger. I'd never even heard of her before this year. And she's like probably in my list of top five, top 10 wrestlers of the year. She's been that good. Uh, Momo Wantanabe is only 22 years old and she's been main eventing for four years. Starlight Kid is only 20. She's unbelievable. AZM, 19 years old. And they, they all start when they're like 15 on the quote unquote main roster. So they're just getting so much seasoning. Like AZM is 19, like AZM and Starlight Kid, 19 and 20 are two of the best wrestlers in the world, regardless of gender. And their combined age is 39. It's just, it's crazy. Um, and those two had a match earlier this year that I had at four and three quarter stars. You know, it's probably a top 20 match of the year for me. Um, so that'd be the next one. So who are, all right, so the next one? Yeah, so Starlight Kid is above El Desperado in the mask. And that's Momo, that's Momo Watanabe right next to her as well. And who are so these they're ones? Part of, I can't see your clicker, but the two on the right side of the screen above Desperado. and Dope. Yeah. And then who are the ones above Kanemaru and Taichi? So above Kanemaru is Natspoy and Tam okay. Nakano of the Cosmic Angels faction. Natspoy and Tam actually recently had a big feud. Natspoy was in Donna Del Mondo and as a result ended up joining Cosmic Angels after losing the first ever cage match in stardom against Nakano got a rematch beater. And then it was kind of like a, a respect thing that, and Nats boy is just such a better fit in the cosmic angels anyway. And she's impressed me as much as anyone this year as well. Cause I had no idea who she was. And that's just kind of a running theme. It's like, Holy shit. Like the amount of talent that they have, um, and yeah, shouts to Justin for knowing how incredible stardom is. Um, I know I've just been yapping, but they've been yep. in the midst of their five-star <laughs> Grand Prix tournament, which is like a G1. It's two blocks, but shit, there's like 13 in each block or something. But the time limit of the matches is only 15 minutes. So it's like oh. really fast matches. And to see someone like Shuri you know, who's usually having 20, 25, 30 minute matches work that fast style is very interesting. Um, are there, current... are there generally a decisive winner in these matches or are there fluky finishers like DQs and countouts? Um, it's pretty decisive usually. I mean, you may see a roll up here or there, but I, I don't think I've seen a DQ or count out yet. So, um, yeah, it's been great. want to shout out Hazuki. Um, I'm still one show behind, but she has been, I think she's 5-0 and from what I've seen, leading the way with 10 points. One of my favorites as well. Um, yeah, and while you got this up, may as well mention, so Yutami Hayashista, Hayashista with, who's Hayashita. teaming with uh, Tanahashi, she was the Red Belt World of Stardom champ for like 400 days dropped it to Shuri at the very end of last year. And I don't know, you may have heard last year, Shuri and Utami had had a match that I think Meltzer gave five and a half, five and yeah. three quarters, something like that. Insane. Like, you know, one of the craziest, probably best women's match I've ever seen. Went like 40. So it was a went to the time limit at 30. They kept going into overtime and it ended in a double knockout. Like after wow. all the madness. It's fucking wild. And then Shuri ended up winning the belt from her later that year. But yeah. 
Uh, anyone who likes women's wrestling, uh, go out of your way to find those two matches from last year. And the pair pairing on the right is very interesting because uh, Godo, you know, love me some Godo, but he's definite. He is who he is. You know, he's a mid Carter. He's never won the big one. And Micah, kind of a similar spot. Um, you know, she's definitely not one of the top stars there. You know, she's had some singles title shots. She's been a tag champ. She's also part of Donna Del Mondo, which is Julia's crew. I wish it was Hemeka. I'm a big fan of Hemeka, the Jumbo Princess, who's usually her tag partner. But um, again, someone's got to be in the tournament. And Justin asks, is <laughs> Iwatani going to be in the tourney? I would assume so. You know, since she's not announced for a match, you know, those that aren't announced for matches here, pretty safe bet um, that they're going to be in the tournament. But there's going to be some international flavor as well. So because I know they're having uh, a match at Royal Quest, which is the New Japan show in England. So I'm guessing there'll be a couple English women maybe that are in that. But um, yeah, it's going to be a ton of fun. That's awesome, man. I look forward to seeing it. Um, and like you said earlier, it gives them more exposure doing this because quite frankly, if they weren't teaming up with them, I probably wouldn't be talking about it right now. And not that I'm yeah. sitting here giving them any exposure, but if <laughs> I'm in, if I'm interested, then more people are going to be interested as well. That's all that means. Yeah. And like, I'm not, you know, blowing smoke when I'm saying how great it is. Like, yeah, when I say best promotion in the world, Maybe slightly, but like it's that good that it's if it's not, it's right there. Um, you know, like I would put New Japan above it just because, you know, I've been following it for that much longer. I understand it. I know it. You know, the top matches are better than the top matches at stardom. But like, God damn, from a consistency standpoint and just like, again, how much talent is there that I just didn't realize how fucking good they were. Um, yeah, it's it's awesome. And I know I've given you uh, my login credentials, so uh, I'll definitely have to give you uh, a crass course of some matches to just kind of get get, uh, get some eyes on some of these competitors. And then is the commentary, is it all Japanese commentary or do you get some English commentary? There'll be English every once in a while for like the really big shows, but it's mostly Japanese or on like some of these smaller tournament shows, there's none, which I kind of like as well. Interesting. Um, Okay. Yeah. There's like a lot of older New Japan matches and things where you watch without commentary and me and my buddy would call it a front row match because it just kind of feels like you're there Um, because you can hear like, you know, it stardom, you know, the women kind of yell a lot like, ah! And, and like you hear, you get just get to hear like the physicality and you know the toll it's taking on them. I'd still take commentary any day of the week, but it's a unique way to take in a match. That's for sure. Hell yeah, man! Well, thank you for the crash course on this period, and I look forward yeah. to logging in I with, can, your, yeah. with your credentials. I'd love to hear more. Obviously, um, if you want to go to floorslipersports.com, Brett has his 2022 match ratings on there. I've got to imagine a shitload of those are from stardom. I remember seeing AZM's name on there. So, and yeah, I was yeah, like, you will love her. Like, yeah, she's one that I didn't really talk about. I mean, I mentioned her, but not a ton. Like again, 19 freak athlete, just absolutely freak athlete. She's the high speed champion right now. Just kind of like their call it like their X division title. Um, it's mostly okay. for like younger high speed. So the pace is usually really quick. Um, but yeah, AZM, 
you know, again, like I said, she's 19. I can't even imagine where she's going to be at 24. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, there's the future is bright with this company because like other than Shuri and maybe Kyrie, everyone is like in their twenties or teens. There's so very let, let me, let me ask you that. 30s. Do these women, not that again, WWE is end all be all or AEW obviously, but do you, do you foresee any of these women going to WWE down the road or even in AEW? I'm sure, yeah. I mean, because we've already seen it, you know. Kyrie, Io Shirai, Tony Storm, you know, Jamie Hayter, even Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, like all of them did some time over there, but like Hayter and Storm, Blair Davenport also yeah. be Priestley, like she was there for a long time. So absolutely. I mean, I, I, I imagine the money is going to be a lot more over here than it would be over there. Um, so yeah, I think for sure there will be some, you know, over these next handful of years that'll definitely make the jump. Yeah. Who? Cool. I don't know. Um, you know, it's just, it's going to be interesting. What about, what about Julia? Do you, do you think she'd ever make that move? Probably. I mean, and again, we're in an era and a time where, Hey, maybe you don't have to make that full-time jump to WWE or AEW. And you can just come over for like Takeshita did for a three month excursion or, hey, we're in Triple H's WWE now. I mean, the idea of a WWE AEW super show, let alone a WWE working with stardom or New Japan, it's at least possible now. Um, so, yeah, I would say Julia. And again, she speaks English. She's beautiful. She looks like a star. She carries right. herself like a All star. Yeah, but like she's got to get that top belt in stardom, which is a ve it's very tough to get. So it's like New Japan. It's like once you get that top belt, you've kind of arrived, but it's really hard to kind of break through to that level. So um, I foresee her winning that belt at some point in the next year. But I mean, Shuri's kind of had a deadlock on it, but like I said, those two have had kind of a bit of an eternal rivalry. So I'd love to see Julia be the one to take it away. I've heard this. I got to give a shout out to my boy, Gary. I've heard this name Julia for like three years now, dude, like yeah. nonstop Julia, 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 Julia. I just even seen a message on my phone. He just said, Julia, like nonstop. <laughs> so like I've seen her, I would like you said, yeah, she's beautiful. She's swole, dude. She's got that. I saw someone uh, on Twitter the other day said Julia's got the back that Raquel Gonzalez or Raquel Rodriguez wished, wishes that she had. Like yeah. she's she's got it, dude. I would love to see her come over here. But first, I want to see her do what she does. So I'm gonna tune in with your credentials and definitely check me out some stardom. So thanks for the fill-in. Uh broadcast. What's up, bro? Evening, fellas. You're in the you're what always Brocast is always in the future, dude. I love talking to him. Man. I was gonna he, say, yeah, he knows what's probably, going on. Probably morning over there, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's what's that? Australia, probably like one p.m. Right? Yeah, yeah I think it's you like one p.m. Yeah, he probably he probably will tell us. I want to say it's like one or two p.m. over there for sure. But yeah, but, also Ju Julia was my first love, and how I got into stardom too. So yeah, okay, that. yeah, all right, which for was sure. like early mid twenty twenty, like early on in the pandemic is when I really started taking that dive and she's what brought me in. Uh, and well, I've seen her. It makes sense. It, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, let's get into a dynamite. It's fucking in Ohio. It's in Cleveland. 
Yeah. I'm fucking amped up for it. We got a couple of huge matches. We got CM Punk and John Moxley. We got the United Empire versus Death Triangle. Uh, Jay Lethal against Dax Hardwood. Billy and Colton Gunn are going to go at it. But ultimately, we only care probably about two matches. We want to see Mox and Punk, and then we want to see Death Triangle and United Empire. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow on the show? Man, I mean, we talked Friday. Like, I just can't foresee a situation where this match doesn't happen at all out. Like, who are you? Even if it's CM Punk and MJF, that just, you don't, the time is not there to properly build it. Like, this is the match. I just think something's going to happen or there'll be a non-finish or something fucky and leading to, this is what I think should happen, I guess, and leading to a last man standing or some sort of match like that at the pay-per-view. Because again, like who else would be the opponent for either of these guys at the pay-per-view, which is what, two weeks away, less than two two weeks. weeks away. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, the rumors coming out of MJF's potential comeback, like, yeah, he could make sense in that spot, but I just I just don't see that happening yet. So does MJF come back tomorrow? Perhaps. Um, but yeah, that's my thought. I think it's some sort of schmaz, no clear winner that builds to a true match at the pay-per-view. What about you? Yeah, dude, I, I, again, I, I don't see the sense in putting this match on Dynamite. It can't end clean. There's no way that Punk is going to pin Mox's shoulders down one, two, three. And there's sure as shit no way that Mox is going to p- pin Punk one, two, three. Oh, I love it, though. I, you would. <laughs> I I actually, I'm getting more. You remember I was 60-40 Mox when we last talked? Yeah, where are I'm you back, at now? I'm 50-50, actually leaning more okay. 60-40 Punk, even without seeing it solely because of those new shirts that they just released. They, they wouldn't be releasing sick. all this new badass merch if this shit was fucking real. They're working the fuck out of us. Why they're working us, I don't know. So I'm getting more and more excited to see the story that they're going to tell tomorrow night and what's going to lead into All Out rather than, you know, whatever. We're, I'm, a, I'm a passionate wrestling fan. I get irritated pretty easily. And <laughs> I, was, I was pretty upset they put this match on Dynamite. I still might be upset. If I don't get this match in Chicago... I am going to be fucking upset. There is yeah. no there's no match that you could spin to me that's better here's, than this match. Here's what it would be. I just thought of it. It would be Hangman Punk. You know, it's obviously there after this shit. And again, that rematch is going to be great when it happens, but it shouldn't happen now in this quick. Right. And but I like, don't, I, and guess I don't he, think that's going to happen. I don't he, think so either. Someone someone brought up on I I always say Twitter. Someone brought up on Twitter they think that Hangman's actually going to end up being the third member of the Dark Order. And that right now, Dark Order's uh, down to four people. Evil Uno's going to be overseas. So now they're down to their three guys. And they're going to think that one of either 10, um, God, I don't even remember, 10 Silver, Reynolds. Reynolds or Silver are going to end up being taken out by somebody. And then Hangman's going to have to be their third guy. And then it'll so be Dark Order versus it, the Elite in the finals. Okay. I, I'd be down with that for sure. Um, because it doesn't make any other sense like where else they would go with that yeah so who would they be facing on that side of the bracket I I can't remember yeah it would be them versus House of Black and then they'll be against the best friends okay okay and you're not going to sit here and some well unless House of Black defeats 
Dark Order, and then they beat the Best Friends, and then they fight the Elite. But the House of Black got mixed up with Miro right now, and they're mixed up with Sting right now. So, like, yeah. how many how many things could the House of Black fucking do? It's got to yeah. be the Dark Order and Hangman. Otherwise, and yet, and yet, we still haven't had a great Alistair Malachi Black singles match. How? Not not how. A one year. Fuck. What? No, we didn't. No, we did enough of this on Friday. We yelled so much on Friday. I, I don't want to yell. I don't want to yell anymore. I want to be positive. I know. No, I know. But, I know. But it's got to be. It's got to be Dark Order who's going to beat House of Black and go to the finals. There's no other. That's got to be the story. But all those I mean, assuming Hangman is there, this, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well yeah. God, it can't just be Silver Reynolds and Ten against the Elite in the finals of that tournament. Well, no, I think it would be House of Black at that point. But again, like you said, they're already mixed up with shit. So, yeah, what's Evil Uno doing overseas? Uh, I'm not sure. I think it's just it might be an excuse just to be. Okay. Written, I just hadn't written, seen yeah. that. So, yeah, it was on. I I didn't actually see it either. I think someone. It was on BTE or. Oh, okay. Yeah, I it, should, it was. I watched. It, it, it was on BTE. I haven't. I haven't watched it yet this week. So yeah. Interesting. It's actually really interesting. Uh, it's it takes place while Punk was calling Hangman out in the middle of the ring, and Hangman is in the back screaming at the Dark Order, motivating them to go. And a guy walks in and's like, "Hey, did you hear what Punk just said?" And Hangman's like, "I don't fucking care. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you see what we're doing?" And it That's was like, awesome. It was good. It was really fucking good, dude. So like that makes me even more think that he's gonna get mixed up. Yeah, with what and what's doing. been happening on being the elite has often transferred onto. I mean, they right. basically told us Kenny was coming back, and that happened. So, right, right. Yeah, I mean, that would be a cool story, and to have him against them in the finals with you know he and the young bucks seemingly okay with each other, and then Kenny and he who have had no contact since November of last year. So. Yeah, but, so, but what what happens then though? The elite wins and Hangman tucks his tail between his legs and joins him up like with him again. Or yeah, you're right. Dark. Let's go. Dark order. Wow. You have you have you have uh, Hangman pin Kenny, a hurt Kenny. The final. Justin says the final would have been so much better with Hangman with the Bucks instead of Kenny against a Dark Order and telling the story we talked about. Yes. Justin and I last Wednesday or two Wednesdays ago after Dynamite, we were after Hangman turned the Bucks down. We were unsure where the Bucks were going to go, whether it was going to be Kenny or we said they'd be wrestling LFI two on three and be getting their asses just whooped. And then Hangman comes down for the hot say hot tag, hot save. Yeah. They're the they're the team then. Um, and then ends up Dark Order wins and Dark Order goes to the finals. And then it's Hangman and the Bucks against these guys who he's been with. And, like, he's got to hit that final buck that shot on John yeah. Silver on for Silver. the one, two, three. Like, I get goosebumps talking about Justin. Yeah. That's a hell of a booking story that he told. Like, that would yeah. have been, been legit. And then, you, and then you could have still brought Kenny back and had Kenny do a one-on-one -on -one match with somebody. But Yeah, I mean, you're day, right from a story, but it's not like their storytelling has been top-notch of late. Um, but... What if Hangman pins Kenny? Oh, and Dark again, Order, they've and kind Dark of Order already the belts. Yeah, they've kind of planted this seed already of hey, Kenny's not a hundred percent, and he really is. So you know, like, 
why not? You know, like you said, yeah. if if the Bucks and Kenny win, yeah, where where does that leave Hangman? You know, again, okay, maybe he just stays away. Yeah, I don't know. From I think that would be very compelling for sure. And then Kenny would be down too to Hangman as well, even though they're. I mean, we don't know what their relationship is going to be. We, you know, Kenny or the Bucks and Hangman have seemingly made up, but we don't know. You know, he and Kenny have had no interaction. So um, I wonder if they will before any of this or if they'll kind of keep them separate until uh, who knows? We don't even know if this is going to happen yet. But and yo, while we're talking about this, we didn't talk about this on our last episode. How'd you feel about Kenny Omega's return? Yeah. Kenny Omega's return? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it hit me like hours later. I'm like, we didn't even talk one word about Kenny because we were too busy shitting on everything. Oh man, it was so good to see him. Um, you know, there's still some doubt that he it wasn't going to be him, and I did have that spoiled, and I was a little upset about it. But it's like I knew it was going to be him anyway. But yeah, it was awesome hearing that music, the intro, you know, even though he had a shirt on, it was still awesome. You know, I'm guessing that's something to do with his shoulder and compression and whatnot, because he's got too good of a body to keep that shirted. <laughs> um, but no, it was awesome. Like he, I don't care what anyone says about Kenny Omega. He is one of the main reasons why I'm as big of a wrestling fan as I am today. No doubt about it. And, yeah, he's not been as good in AEW as he was in New Japan. He's never going to be that good because only one other man has ever been that good, and that's who he was facing in Okada. Like, that was peak of the peak shit. Um, but even with all these miles on, uh, miles on his body and the fucking vertigo and all this shit, he's still top ten in the world easily. And, yeah, it's just it's fucking great to have him back. Um and I'm just excited and happy. And then happy that Dan Callis is back too. But because God <laughs> damn it, I love that man. Well, it's interesting because if Kenny's going to be a face, I'm not quite sure what his role is going to be with him there because he doesn't really just fit keep with trotting him out the face, commentary. But, I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Which is which is fine for sure. Justin just said it definitely didn't look like ring rust. Kenny legit looked like he wasn't ready to be back. So I did want to talk on that, and I wanted to talk about you saying him or him, why he wore a shirt. I saw a video. It was about two referencing going back to Twitter. I see everything on Twitter. I saw a video where a guy said, we're being worked again. And I was like, what are you talking about? And it was by fucking Kenny Omega. Everything that he did in that match showing ring rust. I'm t He's not that he, he did on purpose. He did it all on purpose because yeah, he, he's going to, he's going to progressively get better. In the I next think, few matches, and then he's going to hold. I think hulk, so too. Maybe Hulk his shirt off. Maybe his versus the Hangman. You know, the Hangman. You yeah, know, versus the, I the match with Hangman. Um, I don't think it's ring rust. I don't think it's when he did the spot in the match where he like jumped over and fell like six feet short of the corner. I was yeah. like, Phew. but yeah. then I rewatched the video of the person saying it, and then was like, watch this spot and watch this spot. And I was like, yeah. oh shit, I think yeah. that motherfucker's working us, dude. I'm not so, saying that he'll ever be Okada Kenny. I'm not saying that he'll even be that Brian Danielson Kenny, but he was wrestling that match hurt. So why yes. what's to say that he couldn't come back to being something closer I to before? I or totally what? agree. Yeah. Yeah, like I think he's still gonna be 90 plus percent of what he was, and that's still one of the best wrestlers in the world. And I could totally see him working us. And maybe it goes the other way. Like I was saying, like he's showing this ring rust. 
I can't talk wing rust, ring rust. <laughs> Because the story, because the story, because the story is he's going to lose, and they have to show these chinks in his armor. I don't know who the fuck knows, but I don't think it's going to be like a Moxley winning the title over Jericho in twenty twenty when he had the eye patch thing, and that turned out to be <laughs> just like a hoax. You know, like I don't think it's going to be something like that. But yeah, I definitely know what you mean about him maybe working us because something similar, I think, happened when El Fantasmo had his first match back in New Japan after the pandemic. I don't even remember what match it was or when it was, but like he hadn't wrestled at all through COVID. So like they were kind of building up that whole ring rust thing. And like he, there were a few spots where he like slipped. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure he did that on purpose because he's yeah. too good to be doing that and like elp similarly like likes to fuck with people so i could definitely see it being a work but i could also see it not being and maybe he is a little rusty but he's still one of the best in the world and i'm still thrilled to have him back no matter what happens dude pumped and like you said top 10 in the world i'm curious to see it well i know i, I did i pulled a lot of the uh podcast in community that we talked to and I got 18 surveys in for the top 30 wrestlers in the world. We'll be doing a video releasing that. If you'd like to join, Brett, I'd love to have you. Yeah, J- Justin, we'd love to have you on. Whoever I need, I, I need to refresh my list a little bit too before you yeah. make that final. Go ahead and send it over to me. Well, uh, I can readjust it. But yeah, we'll do a whole video countdown. We'll get on here. We'll talk 30 through number one and where these guys are and where they rank. We'll do that. Um, really probably by early September, I like to say. Um, I will set a date and we'll we'll lock that in here shortly. But yeah. other other than that, man, I can't fucking wait for Dynamite tomorrow, dude. After Dynamite, I'm either gonna be really excited or really pissed <laughs> off because it'll be fucking. See, oh, before we go, uh, United Empire versus Death Triangle. Who you got? Oh yeah, man. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Big match. It's gonna be dude. tight. Yeah, and not only that, I want to mention that Osprey went from the G1 final to England to face Mike Bailey and then Ricky Knight Jr. I think he lost that match, actually. He lost the Rev Pro Championship to Ricky Knight Jr., who, for you who don't know, I didn't know, is Paige's nephew. He's like 20 20 years old or some shit. I just found that out recently, too. He and Osprey had a match last year for the title that I didn't watch but it got like real high mat, uh, real high ratings on cage match. But yeah, very interesting that it's Paige's nephew. Uh, but yeah, even before that, fought Mike Bailey in Rev Pro, won, lost to Ricky Knight. Now he's flying to America, best wrestler in the world, and he's doing it all over the fucking place. Um, I'm gonna say, give me the United Empire. I mean, you know, okay. bring, if you're gonna bring him over, uh, but I don't know, Death Triangle at full strength. I know. I definitely want to find a way to watch Me Osprey too. and Bailey because yeah. Speedball's been obviously on a fucking tear this year as well. But yeah, I'll take Speedball United is Empire. incredible, dude. Speedball yeah. is so fucking good, man. I had to so put him good. in my top 30 just because of what he's done this year alone. He's been unbelievable. Yeah. But yeah, also Osprey's like, what, two and two in AEW? Something like that. So I'm picking... United. They've they've, te- or, yeah. they've teased that Osprey Kenny thing online a lot. He's talked a lot of shit about oh, Kenny. Shit, yeah. So do, I didn't do, even think about that connection. Yeah. Oh my god. Do you think they go to that well now and put them in a match together? 
I personally, I thought. Now that, I think about it, maybe not. Yeah. So I just, I think Justin talked me out of it too. I had originally thought the United Empire, and I was like, wait a second, these are the guys who just I, lost yeah, to the best fucking I didn't even friends. Think about why that. would yeah. like why would they win this match? Even though Aussie Open's awesome, they're the uh, inaugural First strong chap tag team champs. Yeah, they're fucking yep. amazing, too. fantastic, and obviously Billy Goat's Billy Goat, dude. But I think that you have the history with the Lucha Brothers and the Bucks, and you have Pac and, and Kenny, Kenny and, yeah, and you're right. so you have you have all that history in that match right there, or with those six guys. So I gotta think that that's gonna be the the match in the semifinals. I would agree now. Yeah, I didn't even think about the Osprey Kenny thing because yeah, they don't need to be together yet. I do not think that it's gonna be Kenny Osprey at this Wrestle Kingdom, like some people are thinking. Hmm. Okay. Um. I, yeah, I know we talked about it a little bit. I just don't see that happening yet. Um, and again, I think Osprey Shingo is ready-made for that. Um, but I'd be fucking down for it for sure. Um, yeah, but I think you're right. It looks like Osprey is going to hold that United or the IWGP United States Championship in the Wrestle Kingdom. So you might better off be seeing a match with Shingo there. And maybe Omega's body is not ready to go back to Japan yet. Of- Full throttle Wrestle Kingdom after right. a flight, you know, like you know, maybe he is, but I, I just wouldn't think so yet. But I do think we're going to get Danielson ZSJ for yes. sure. Yes, I think Danielson will be over there. I think maybe Claudio might go over there because these are guys who said they wanted to work over there. Justin yeah. said agreed with you. Keep Omega and Osprey away <laughs> apart, and so you can book them one on one. And I, I agree completely. I don't want to see them. I do. I'd love to see them, but I don't want to see them anywhere near each other so we can have that full throttle ready to go yeah. feud. Um, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I'll but pick yeah. the death triangle then. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And we'll talk again before we got to predict anything else. So, dude, this was fucking awesome. We hit WWE, Johnny Gargano's return, Raw talk. We got some stardom talk in here, man. Yeah, you me in on great. Shirai and Julia. I still, I think. Shuri. 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 <laughs> See, man, I, I'm a fucking, I'm so bad. It's I not gotta, EO. Uh, um, EO Shirai, Shuri. <laughs> Yeah, man, I'm not, I'm gonna I'm gonna be botching like crazy, dude. But you filled uh, in a lot of a uh, good a lot of good information on Stardom. Predicted some dynamite. Uh, you tomorrow night, I'm very excited. Me and Justin are gonna be right on here after Dynamite airs. Brett, you're more than welcome to join us. I I unfortunately am working, so I won't even get to watch live. So I'm hoping I can avoid all spoilers because I'll be watching it as soon as I get home, which should be yeah. like ten o'clock. So. You mute, you gotta you gotta mute everything, oh, bro. Yeah. I try to yeah. mute everything, and like I talked about earlier, I guess I mute. I still forget to mute shit, and I still get fucking spoiled, man. It's, it, it's awful. But Justin and I tomorrow night after Dynamite is gonna be fucking kick ass because I'm either gonna be really excited because we're gonna be heading into All Out Week, and I'm gonna be pumped, or I'm gonna be really pissed off because I'm not gonna get uh, Punk and Mox. So um, either way, we're gonna be in for it's a fucking a, night. a hell of a show. Yep, uh, Brett, you can find you, Brainbuster Boys, on Visionary Global Media on yes. SoundCloud. Yeah, and all other major platforms. And we've got a big episode dropping. It'll be tomorrow morning, finally. Part two of the origin. See the climax of our time travel escapades. Hell yeah, dude. You guys are fucking awesome, man. Bo is so fucking original and creative, man. He's the man. I look forward He's to hearing that. Hell man, yeah, dude. I- Justin, thank you for fucking being here the whole time. Cheers one more time, fellow yes, idiots. Thank you. Thanks for Cheers. all tuning in. Cheers, Justin. Thank you, TK, for having me. And uh, I'm sure we'll be doing this again sooner rather than later. 
Oh, dude, thank you for coming back on. We'll do it. Definitely be doing it either later this week, early next week, probably later this week. Friday, Friday yeah. works again for me, probably. So. That's what that's what I was thinking too. Probably Friday afternoon would be ideal. And then right. you can find this podcast right here on Floor Cyber Sports YouTube, floorcybersports.com. Wrestling Index Podcast can be found on all audio platforms, Spotify, Anchor, and I Apple, iTunes, whatever the fuck you want to call it, <laughs> Apple Podcasts, and Floor Cyber Sports. Dot com. Check it out. Brett, thanks again for joining me. Catch me tomorrow night. We out.